Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everyone. Welcome. We have a very special show. I want to just tell you all, Damayante, For Your Soul with Sarah May. I have had the honor of knowing, working with, watching Sarah all along the way. But one of the things that is really important for me to just reflect upon for a minute is what is it that I've learned, that we've learned? as we follow Sarah, as we share in the wisdom, and how do we then apply it in our day-to-day lives? See, this is as we come in now and we're moving forward to a new energy, some people say. What do we want this to be about? Well, today's show is empowering yourself with wisdom. And you're going to hear from her what this means. Do you think you can rise up above the dark times in your life wiser? Do you think that you can enter the world and experience pain without suffering? Today, get ready to empower yourself with wisdom. Sarah is somebody that is out in the world, started a movement called Damayante. You're going to hear about it. You're going to hear about the store. I knew her when we talked about conscious confidence. There are so many aspects to who she is, but more importantly, this is someone that's going to help you take yourself, connect with your soul. But in this groundbreaking show, it's much more than that. When you have studied a lifetime of wealth of wisdom, Damianti, if you have been Sarah and have learned about what I call the beauty of Sanskrit, What is it that emerges that we all get to remember that we simply may have forgotten? It's not like we don't have it. It's just like sometimes we forget it's been given to us. Sarah, thank you for today. This is a very important show, um, especially when we're talking about two words, empower and wisdom. And I can't help but think of wisdom and think of the spiritual nature of it. Mm. Uh, yes, well, hi, Dr. Pat. It's lovely to be with you again. Um, yes, wisdom is is the the sort of the pivotal point, and it starts with being given good knowledge. I'm making a distinction between knowledge that's then transformed into wisdom. Um, you could argue that the knowledge um, that you learn is wisdom, that's true. But then when it becomes you, that's that act of remembering where you uh, you apply it, There's and through that sort of um, 
experience, like that crucible of experience where the rubber hits the road in life and you actually, rather than react through some habit, you actually apply this wisdom and it is stepping out of some, um, you know, habitual pattern of behaviour or reactions or whatever and you come out the other end knowing something that you didn't know before. And it is an act of remembering because we have it all within us, but we need that application. We need that spark. And that comes from actually applying something. That's doing something different, thinking something different, saying something different, um, rather than just the habitual patterns all the time, which are just reinforcing habits, you get the same result. Um, and yeah. so... You know that that's the essence of it, and you need you need the knowledge. Yeah, I want to ask you about this because you and I have talked about it a lot. You know, mm. and I want to talk about darkness for a minute and darkness to light. Uh, because when we say darkness, I mean different people have different ways of looking at darkness, right? You say darkness to some people that are science fiction buffs, and that's where they go. But what I've learned, especially in the past more recent years is like darkness has a gradient to it. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, like there have been some days where I think, oh, it's a little gray, dark day. And then there have yeah. been some days is like, I can't even see the light. Yeah. But let's talk about that mm. because the connection between darkness to light and wisdom Boy, I mean, there's so many writings about it that go back so far, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, well, do you want to start with a prayer? Because there's a beautiful I do. prayer. Let's yes. start with a prayer. It's a favorite, and I've taught it for many years and chanted it for many years. And the English is, lead me from the unreal to the real. Lead me from darkness to light. Lead me from death to immortality. May peace and peace and peace be everywhere. And that triple peace um, means peace in the heavens, peace in the heart on earth, peace in the mind, peace in the heart, peace on earth. It's peace everywhere. That's why it's addressing the three worlds. Um, I, I Talk about peace for a minute. You and I yeah. have done so many shows talking about peace, yeah. Yeah. talking about empowerment, talking about wisdom. But I want to talk about peace for a minute because it is such a powerful word yeah. in Sanskrit and other places. I mean, it is. It stands out. It's symbolic. Yes. Right. Um, it's such a powerful word. And yet so many people think it is unattainable. Oh, no, it's here now. Just take a deep breath and stop because in Sanskrit, the, the, the word for peace in Sanskrit is shanti and that comes from a root sham and it just means a cessation of activity. The peace is here all the time. You just need to stop. And, you know, of course you can go deeper into peace and that can broaden out. It's, it's here now. Um, but you just need to avail yourself of it. You see, that's an example of just having some knowledge that's accurate. Yeah. Um, you know, my necklace says satya on it. It means truth, and you just need some true knowledge. It's And the mark of true knowledge, which is wisdom, is it's very simple, very immediate, and it has that 
sense of, ah, a sort of recognition, a remembering of the simplicity and truth and immediacy of this. We needn't be lost. There is a way through this and it's here now. So Shanti, I'll give you the prayer anyway. Yes. So lead me from the unreal to the real, lead me from darkness to light, lead me from death to immortality. May peace and peace and peace be everywhere. Simple. All right. Om Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 There's something so beautiful and so powerful. And I, I have heard you do this many times, but every time it it hits a part of my heart in ways that are so many, many lives, many, many generations, many, many cultures, many, many things. It, yep. You know, so what we're talking about in wisdom, we're talking about wisdom, we're talking about peace and empower. These transcend things. Um, yes. I made a statement one time to a professor paraphrasing something like, Wisdom transcends ego. And that turned into a big debate, right? <laughs> because I couldn't explain what I meant back then, right? I could, I, we were not having a conversation like we're having now. Um, but what I love about this is that there's a common, there's a collective. You know, there's just something about what you and I are talking about. And yet people want to know, Sarah, how do I go? from darkness to light how do i how do i find that thing that's within me that i have forgotten mm. how do i use that wisdom that has been so embedded that i know innately it's there and yet i don't know how to tap into it look this these are the crucial questions and number one you actually have to learn some knowledge you actually need to learn something that's of value and to that, you go, you go to the wisdom traditions. Um, let's take the word, let's take the concept of resilience because that's what, you know, people are talking about resilience all the time, right? And they just use the word and they have probably some loose understanding of what that means. They haven't probably stopped to actually find out what that word means. Now, that is not necessarily an academic exercise. That is getting some actual knowledge, and proper knowledge rather than just a few things that you just pick up here and there. Um, so take, for example, the English definition of, of resilience is to recover quickly, to bounce back. Think of elasticity, something being stretched and then springing back again. That's the English dictionary definition. Even that is helpful. Then you take Sanskrit, one of the words for resilience is apyasa, which means to practice. And what that means is to return again and again to the discipline, especially, especially a, a spiritual discipline. So to return again and again means you have to keep bouncing back because you're going to meet challenge. You're going to meet things that are difficult and you spring back again and again and return. Now, if you think of the activity and the discipline of life, of living well, of living from your best self, that takes resilience to bounce back again and again. So you see already just some 
simple information like that, we can call it information, but it transcends just mere intellectual information like, you know, to get to the shops you need to turn right, then turn left. This is deeper. There's there's experience with that. There's energy with that. And you think, oh, okay, so you've got that. And then go about living your life. Do something difficult. Um, do something new. Step out of your comfort zone. You know, life's going to chuck a whole lot of stuff at you that's difficult anyway and out of the ballpark, you know, or as sort of out of the box. But then, you know, you're in there and you're feeling overwhelmed or like I can't cope. And then you think of this knowledge, resilience. I need resilience. I can do this. Spring back, bounce back, return again and again. Don't give up. All these things. Okay, so you've got the concept. Then how do you do that? at the point of the rubber meeting the road. Well, that's where you need a connection with yourself. You have the wisdom, the connection with yourself, and you think, I can do this. I have what I need within myself, all right, and you will attract those around you that can support that. And then it's a case of practice coming back again and again, and you suddenly find you do have the strength. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's... Needing some good knowledge, some good wisdom, and then applying it like that. Yeah. I want to take a short break because when we come back, we're having a conversation about resilience. And when I think about it, it's got a capital R for me. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I grew up in a family with a mom, my second mom, that I didn't know till later what resilience looked like in real life. Like, you know the word, but then you watch people, your role models, the people that influence you, they don't seem to go down. And if they do go down, they go down with the fight. And you may say, and I'm using language that the world is using now. This is the kind of language. But yet there's a rising up factor. Mm. That rising up factor is part of what you're talking about. And when we come back, I want to talk about the relationship between resilience and wisdom. Yeah. Because in, it's, in my opinion, it's a really extreme one if we understand the connection. And that's what I'm excited to hear you talk about. Yep. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Sarah, before we continue, would you take a moment and just let people know the many things you've been doing? You see, all of this is to help the rest of us get that sense, connect with that inner wisdom and make decisions in the world and live our lives in ways that will get us to the journey that we ultimately are destined to be on or want to take. But you've been doing so much. Can you take a minute and get us caught up and and tell us how we can find out more? Uh, Well, go to my website, damayanti.store. That's damayanti.store. I'll spell it D-A-M-A-Y-A-N-T-I, damayanti.store. That's the best place to go because I've got my entire show archive streaming there yeah um which i i'm always thrilled to be on the ttr network 
And um, so Show Archive, there's a blog and there's tons and tons of blog pieces there on lots and lots of topics, easy, practical ways of understanding wisdom, gaining some wisdom and how to apply it. Um, so there's the, the blog and then there's a link to my book, Conscious Confidence. And uh, then, of course, there's the store with all the beautiful jewellery and there's more coming on that. So go mm. to my website and sign up for the newsletter because I'm very excited. We're working with some wonderful jewellery designers and we're getting custom designs and they're coming. So go to my website, sign up for the newsletter, and then you'll get direct contact and mm. communication about exciting developments with Damayanti. So that's the best places. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Well, thank you for that. And the reason I want people to know this is I wear a piece of your jewelry every day. There's not a day that I don't wear this piece. And it's a reminder for me because I'm like everybody else, Sarah, I can forget. I forget. And I wanted to talk about this because I do believe, and like during the break, I was talking a little bit about my mom. I do believe that there is a connection between resilience and wisdom. And Mm. yet, I don't think everybody is aware of that, nor when we say the word wisdom, somehow we have come to believe that wisdom are for the people that are sitting up on the mountain and the rest of us, we're just down here, just struggling away. But there is a, there is a connection. It's almost like there's a dynamic play ongoing all the time. Can you explain it from your perspective? That is that is a very good way of describing it, this dynamic play. But it's it, it starts, you need to have some knowledge. So that's where the wisdom starts, that connection to proper knowledge. Like I was giving you just simple dictionary definitions of resilience. Actually find out what something means. Ask what does that mean? Um, so getting some simple wisdom, and that's what I try and deliver in blog pieces in all my shows, is some connection to the wisdom traditions directly in a way that's accessible rather than turning a fire hose on someone yeah. so you can't take it in. Just some piece that's relevant. Start gaining and learning something like that because if you need resilience, you need access to proper knowledge. Actual knowledge, not just something you've read on the back of a cereal packet or some motivational thing that might help you in that moment. You need some knowledge. And knowledge connects you with yourself because you have all the knowledge within you, but you need that connection to it. It's not available unless you've actually learnt it, as it were. The yeah. the learning is actually an act of remembering. It, it, it awakens what's there. Um, when I was teaching, that was the way we approached teaching, even if you were teaching a kid to read. The knowledge of how to read was there, but you were unlocking that. You were awakening it so it was an act of remembering. Yeah. So you need the knowledge. So, you know, even just going to a dictionary, if you're struggling, go to a dictionary. I've got the advantage of having some connection to Sanskrit, which is the best. That's what I try and present in a way so people don't have to spend 10 years studying Sanskrit. But um Get the knowledge and then you need to apply it. And my the advice is always apply when it's easy. Don't wait until you've got your back up against the wall or, you right. know, and the slings and arrows of life are firing at you. Start when it's easy. So go back to resilience in Sanskrit means to practice, which means returning again and again and again. That takes resilience to bounce back and 
especially spiritual discipline. So if you take just normal life, when you aren't particularly challenged, like a regular day where there's no particular challenge, start practicing then. That's like training for a marathon. Yeah. Before you get to the race, hello. You know, <laughs> you're not going to step onto the track and start straight away without months of preparation. So see life, see the good times as opportunities, blessed opportunities for some practice to gain some inner strength, gain that in, inner connection, find what works for you so that when you need it, it's accessible, it's awakened within you and you have some strength and access to it. Um, resilience is a good one. You know, when you just think, God, I just I can't do this anymore, you think, yes, I can. And you have to be disciplined about that. Some Sometimes it's easier, but sometimes it's damn hard and you've got to actually, yeah. you've just got to plug away and it feels like fake it till you make it. You know, Hamlet said, assume a virtue though you have it not. Sometimes it just feels like that until there's some traction and you get some momentum up and the energy turns around. But you've got to be used to doing that, hence the the practice and you need to it does it's wonderful and rewarding i'm making it sound like it's hard and dry it isn't but these are the facts of the matter and you have to develop that inner strength you know and why they're rewarding you know why they're rewarding let's talk about this for a minute because this goes back to empowerment and wisdom see yeah. this is what i love about this i always love having these conversations with you because i'm reflecting on two more recent things and how does it work Let's use a couple of examples. First of all, I want to be very clear of, and, and reflect because this is all integrated, darkness and light. If, I, if we say, what is your darkness? What is your light? I bet everyone out there, including Emily, would be able to point to this. You know, right. even if you think you're not aware, you're not self-aware, you can point to it. Look, darkness, you may have somebody that you absolutely dread ever becoming the mayor of your city, right? <laughs> and dreading is one thing, but turning that into something other than that, moving mm -hmm. beyond worry into mis hate, let's just say it. Yeah. But hate's a dark, hate's a dark energy. I, I don't, I don't know, like anytime you ever get me, it's dark. But then light. You know, mm -hmm. jealousy is another one. You talk about fear better than anybody that I've ever heard talk about it. You did that in the book, Conscious yeah. Confidence. Thank you. We forget that there are some cool things that reflect light. Isn't it interesting if we could flip that switch for a minute? Because this is a point of empowerment for me. Yeah. If you can know that it might be as easy as flipping on a light switch to go from dark to light, would you do it? Well, exactly. <laughs> and that comes back to the practice. You need to actually get a taste for the light. You need to prefer the light. And if you're used to dwelling in the sort of lower energy, we call it darkness because it is yeah. a lower energy, lower, energy. lower frequency, you can just get used to that. That's the norm to you. That needn't be the case. Um and eventually you, you know, you need to work at it so that you have a taste for the light, that the being uh, 
going towards the light is the norm for you because you prefer it, you feel better, you're more empowered, you're able to do things, you can see it's transformative, it's great, you enjoy life more, you're happier, you're healthier, all of those things. Um, then, you know, it's a case of turning the light on, the light switch on and off because, like, moving from darkness to light, darkness is just an absence of light. You're in a dark room, right? It could be filled with the most beautiful things, comfortable furniture, food to eat, delicious food, gorgeous decorations or, you know, whatever. But if there's no light in the room, so what? You could be in an empty room. Um, but then you switch on the light and immediately the darkness is dispelled and what's there is revealed. Um, now, look, it varies a bit. Sometimes you can switch on a light and the, the light globe is a bit dim. So you can still see things, but you're not appreciating them in their fullness. Well, that's where the work begins, right? You just yeah. bright, brighten the light, clear out what's what's inhibiting the light being fully alight, fully shining. And yeah. so, the, and and that take the simple example, like uh, during the day, do you wake up and then think, oh God, I've got another day, or this or that, or do you think, great, this is a wonderful opportunity? There are all these blessings. I'm blessed to be here for another day. You know, find some opportunity for appreciation and gratitude. Can immediately switch the light on and get that to be a habit. Watch your speech. Watch just these habitual negative things like, oh, that always happens. You know, that kind of, well, this will happen. Well, because of this, that's going to happen. Well, that's just a habit of speech and the, the speech is reflecting a habit in the mind. So change that. Don't say that. You never know what might happen. Okay, this has happened, but who knows what will happen? Switch it round. You actually have to work, keep returning again. This is where the resilience is important. Return again and again. And this is applying wisdom again and again. Switch it round. Sometimes it can seem a little bit Pollyanna-ish, you know. It's all lovely. Yes, yes. But, that's, but you need, that's the fake it till you make it because then it will switch around. And you just don't allow yourself to say those negative things. Don't allow yourself um, to think those negative things and feel those negative emotions. Yes let them go. And it takes some practice, you know? Yeah. When we come back, we're going to give some people, we're going to give you all examples. It's something that I've talked about a lot. I don't spend a lot of time. I don't do a whole show on it, but I do mention from time to time, Sarah knows this too, but it's also part of what Sarah's talking about. There is a discipline. And when we got, and I know, okay, you're, the word, you don't like the word. I'm going to tell you something in order for anyone to be even mediocre, even mediocre at things, even to be a mediocre pickleball player, you have to have some discipline, discipline. right? Yeah. When we come back, we're going to break that word down. Disciple, you see? Yeah. What? What did I say? When we come back, we're going to talk about what this looks like to implement something, even if it's a fake it till you make it, yeah. how that turns into practice how that turns into discipline, how that then gives you wisdom because of what it does and how that wisdom allows you to make better empowered choices. And then the cycle starts again, yes. whether the sky is falling 
or the sun is rising. Sarah Remain, I'm Dr. Pat. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Boy, does this feel like good times today. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I love it. This is a show that's going to invite all of you to open up your heart because it's about dreams coming true. There's a road we get to take as we craft out and we lay a course that's in service of so many others. Sometimes the universe, God, whatever you believe in, have you ever wondered why, but better than why, or how the universe knows how to line things up in a way that gets you ready for the most expansive part of who you're going to become? This is the time to change in gratitude. Eating with love opens up more expansive possibilities than you can imagine. Crust busting your way to an awesome life. I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Damayanti is the place for your soul, where you'll find inspiring reminders of your inner beauty and strength. Made in America and shipped directly from us to you. Our unique collection of Sanskrit mantras speaks of pure love, resilience, divine energy, and more. Damayanti, join us as we take our soul journey together. Go to damayanti.store now to find the special mantra that speaks to your soul. Are you feeling pulled between the world of personal opportunity and your role as a caretaker? Who do you choose? You or everyone else? Well, you can have both. I'm Dr. Diane Garrison. My signature system, Find Your Fabulous, is a four-month program which guides you to rediscover your passion and purpose. For more information or to book a free exploration call, visit fullpowerwomen.com. What makes a coach irresistible, extraordinary, and successful? The Coaching Academy has graduated hundreds of students who have built the most fulfilling coaching businesses. That's because the Spiritual Life Coaching Certification, based on the proven formula, Rewire Your Brain for Success, is an innovative program designed to equip you with the knowledge and skills to support you in your journey of becoming an elite league coach. Inquire today by visiting coachingacademy.net. A quick tip from Jason and Patricia at the Ecosystem Approach Show. This is a way to improve your long-term relationships. As you go through life with your partner, their hurts, resentments, and conflicts are energies that build up. Your relationship holds on to these energies, and the relationship feels dull, boring, and unattractive. The love you felt originally starts to break down. Do this. Say to yourself, I direct all my resources in all dimensions to eliminate. Name a hurt or resentment that you've had recently. Maybe it's something you're angry about. Take a breath and blow the hurt, anger, resentment into the processor behind us. Keep doing it. If you want to hear about this topic, go to our website, theecosystemapproach.org, and under the radio tab, search for Long-Term Marriage, How to Excel Over Time. Listen to all of our shows because we teach you how to apply energy techniques for everyday life in ways that are practical and useful. See you Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific or find us at theecosystemapproach.org. This is the show. But what is the relationship to everything? So let me just recap real quick, Sarah. So we're talking about empower. We're talking about wisdom. We're talking about light. We're talking about dark. We're also talking about resilience. Now, resilience, some people may say the bridge between 
complacency or inability to think you can do anything is called perseverance. Yeah. It is, it's the B12 shot. <laughs> My mom used to say that. She was the pillar of it. But I want to get back to something you said. Hmm. In order for me, if I say it, make sure I get this right, Sarah, I don't want to miss, misspeak. But when we were talking about this, we said, look, you've got to almost be proactive for your comfort and discomfort. Yeah. In order to do that, you may have to incorporate some practices, discipline. Yeah. Then you may have to fake it until you don't. Hmm. I live most of my life in the shadow of depression. My mom committed suicide when I was six. I was homeless at 17. I couldn't get out of my own way. And I was by the grace of God or spirit or the universe. I met Linda's parents mm. and Linda, or I'd be dead pretty much. Actually, I went to my family uh, high school reunion. They thought I was dead. They thought I had died. Um, but here's what I want to say. I never really had a spiritual moment until the 90s. Mm. And I had a spiritual mentor. She was my mentor, died very suddenly. And she said, Pat, I got to give you some, the simplest thing to do because you're just too much. I, yeah, I'm not going to give you anything. All right, don't meditate, right? 70 times a day for 70 days. I want you to say thank you, not to anyone, but to something you believe in higher power. I was seven years clean and sober at that time, so I... I'm experimenting 70 times a day for 70 days. I was to write it until I didn't have to write it. If I wake up in the morning and that is not the first thing on my mind, by the time my foot hits the floor, I am already sideways. Mm. I want to talk to that because it's simple enough. Just like what you did today with the prayer, we can do things. I hope we can help people in this show. Take that first step. It's not, doesn't have to be hard, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. What you've described, I mean, we the word discipline has got a bad rap over the last 30 years. And I was a teacher, right, for 30-plus years. And I grew up in, in, a, in a world where the word discipline wasn't a dirty word, but then it became a dirty word. Fine, you know, let it all hang out free will, whatever you like, but at some point you're going to need some discipline. As you say, to even be mediocre at something <laughs> requires a bit of discipline. Right. And that this is where we just don't understand what the word means. And discipline, you know, like disciple, it means to, it basically good discipline allows you to move freely. <clears throat> Without that, you are hampered by a lot of restrictions the discipline makes you stronger and it allows you to move freely. Um, so we we all need discipline. We need to find healthy discipline. Obviously, we always have this sort of Dickensian, Victorian, <laughs> nasty, David Copperfield discipline, bad, bad. So we swing the other way. But that's not what it really means. So firstly, we need some proper knowledge of discipline. Um, but Yes, we, we need to practice because the thing is, if we've got habits that lead us into dark, sort of dark areas, 
we've just practiced those. We're always yeah. practicing something. That's just a practice of negative thought cycles and emotional cycles. And they've, they've become the habit. So we replace them with something better. We start getting a taste for something better. It's like getting a taste for better food, fresher food, um, rather than a lot of junk food. You just change your tastes. And it does take a bit of sometimes it feels like fake it till you make it, like you're just yeah. plastering it over. the. But the thing is you just got to grit your teeth and say, no, I'm not giving in. I'm better than this. I can yeah. do this. Sometimes you really got to talk to yourself and say, we can do this, you know, um, and then that's enough to shift it around so that we're practising something better and we do need to engage. And it can be simple. It doesn't mean we go straight to sitting on a cloud on a mountain, you know, with the clouds and all that, just something like repeating for 70 days, 70 times a day because to, to change it, and you'd know this um, from your background in psychology, mm. To change, to create a new habit, a new neural pathway, you need to be um, practicing. It's at least twelve to fifteen times a day. Yeah. Uh, for four, four, seven, seven, four, and twenty, twenty-eight days. Yeah. So for uh, four weeks, so I'd say twenty-eight, one month, uh, at least twelve to fifteen times a day. Now, to do that consistently without missing a day, you, especially something where you're wor working against habits that will take you down a pathway, you need support. That's why one of the reasons for these dummy auntie jewellery, yeah. oh. something that you can connect with, a bracelet, you know, something where you can look at it, put your hand on it, remind yourself. Um, and you'll find after a month you've got a new habit started. It's albeit in a sort of like a little, like if you're sprouting seeds, you have a little plant. It's a bit fragile, but it's there. Yeah. And then all it is is now growing it and getting it stronger, but it's there. You yeah. Know? I, you know, let's talk about this for a minute. I want to talk about the bracelets and I also want to talk about the other pieces. It's almost hard for me to refer to them this way, but you said something and I want to, I want to get right on it. We have what we call forgetters. <laughs> we have a forgetter, yeah, right? Right. I mean, I'm not just talking about, oh, I forgot my keys. No, we have forgetters. One of the things we forget is absolutely how powerful we were made to be. Absolutely. Now, the bracelets are extremely energy filled. And I play a sport that I use my arm a lot. Mm. I never take the bracelet off, mm. right? It's fascinating. It's not superstitious. But there is a remembering that happens when I have something like that to remind me. You know, Sarah, look, I grew up in a family, my aunt and uncle, until they did leave the Catholic Church. I mean, my Uncle Ralph was like, OK, we're not doing that anymore. But until then, and even after that, they had their own symbols everywhere. Yeah. Whether it was my uncle and the crucifixion or the Mother Mary, Mary was big in their house and a couple of other saints floating around, whatever that is. And I said to my uncle once, I said, it's amazing energy in here. And he joked. He said, it's your Aunt Lee. If she get, puts up one more cross, 
I'm not going to make eggplant Parmesan anymore. But all we're saying is that we have to remind ourselves because resilience takes work, Sarah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that four-letter dirty word that starts with a W and ends in irk. <laughs> you notice I didn't say hard work, right? <laughs> no. Well, look, actually, my, my main spiritual teacher, he used to say, you can work with joy or you can work yep. with pain. He yep. said you'll end up getting the result you want, but it's the method through which you work. And he said, and it's entirely up to you which track you take. You can work with pain or you can work with joy to get, you'll get the same result in the end. And, but it's the the journey. And I, I have to remember that because, um, I needed to hear that and I, I that is something I don't always remember because I'm, you know, my tendency would be to be a workaholic and, oh and that's working through pain and to just kind of lighten up, lift my head up, have a good laugh, go for a walk. It's counterintuitive for me not to work, right, or to find a simpler, easier way. And when I do, I get the same results and I think, oh, and it's really interesting because part of me, it's like isn't convinced that, that the result is valid because it hasn't come through the, the pathway that I'm used to, which is hard work, right? If it just comes easily, part of you sort of, part of me anyway, can just invalidate that, you know, and I'm learning to let that go, release yeah. that. Because that is just more bondage. Oh my gosh, you and you me, know. we must be at the same place. Well, I'm I think women in particular, <sighs> women in particular, it's a bit more because I can see my husband, he gets the same result and he's kind of done this and done that and then he puts his attention on it and he goes really fast and then he's off doing things he enjoys again and he does get the same result. And I think, how did you do that? <laughs> I've been working this and that. <laughs> I love that we're talking about this. I want to ask you a question and I think, um, I think I'm going to skip this break. I want to ask you this question. We don't really know that we go through our day and every day, we get wiser and every day we get more resilient. And the reason I can say that is I can't talk about what people did 2000 years ago, but I can talk about the average day for the average person. Mm. I am in New Jersey and getting on the road is a challenge for me here, not because <laughs> of drivers very good drivers here. So many roads, so many cars, so many strip malls <laughs> people it's a different it's a different place people yeah. do things here all the time back yeah. where i live in the pacific northwest you're in bed at eight and nine o'clock unless you are a nighttime person so it's a different feeling but i want us to talk about the fact that we are already doing this we just may not be doing it to get us from where we are to where we want to go but we are doing it at strange levels. The minute you decide your child needs to eat some food, what do you do? Well, you make yeah. the food. But can you talk to this, how we, it's not like we have to reinvent ourselves, right? No. Not, no. <clears throat> well, it's a kind of yes and 
yes, we do and no, we don't sort of situation because at the ordinary level of, say, um, the needs of, say, the children need feeding or the laundry needs, you know, washing or the dishes, <clears throat> if we've got, we've been brought up with reasonable habits um, and good education in that way, we will attend to them. Sometimes we feel more inclined than others. But in terms of really moving from darkness to light, um, there needs to be a point to that. We do need to wake up. And in a sense, um, excuse me, in a sense we are reinventing ourselves. But what we're really doing is letting go of any self-image we had or we have of ourselves being a sort of a limited person who can't do this or whatever our background is or some some sort of narrative that holds us um, in a limited form. We have to have had some sort of connection that we are far greater than we ever thought ourselves to be. Yeah. Um, and that t- takes a, a sort of a wake-up call. It can be through yeah. a, a life event, through illness, or just we just go, ah. Oh, or I'm sick of this. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, there's something that switches on that light and we we get a, a, a sense for a moment that there is something greater. Now, sure, the light seems to dim again. That's just because of the habits reasserting themselves. It doesn't invalidate that realisation, that wake up. But in order to keep the light on, then the practice begins. So there is, and, and this is a whole chapter in my book, this is these seven gateways, these seven steps and that are laid out in the wisdom traditions where it starts with that impulse and it can be something you hear, someone you meet, something you see. It's, you know, this sort of wake up, oh, there's something more, some event. And then the next, particularly the next two steps are learning, asking questions and getting some new knowledge and that's what I aim to address in my shows, be a sort of a conduit for that. Um, and then or on my blogs or whatever, my book. And then comes the practice. And the practice is, is honing and sharpening. Um, it's called titiksha, which means literally, you know, thinning down. And it's thinning down all this distraction in our mind and our hearts clearing things out. So we become more effective, more focused, more able to access this wisdom and connect with ourselves and universality, divine, godliness, however you want to describe it. Um, And then there is a point where we sort of reach a more steady platform and it's not so much falling back again and again and again. Like if you're, you know, training in table tennis, you've practised for years and there's a certain point where you, your entry level now is completely different from a beginner and you don't yeah. fall back to that beginner. Even if you don't yeah. play for six months, your entry level is different. You just That's just an observable fact. Um, and then you keep going because you are universal but you're, basis of operation is completely different and that's level four um and they're all these seven steps i've done shows on them yes I, it's in my book my yes. husband's written a whole book on it this is very, <laughs> it's very important to understand that there is a process and it's lawful and natural but it does work if you keep going but these, yeah. these early stages though are yeah. very important because unless you establish 
you get to that point where you've established a sort of a platform from which you don't readily fall back, you will fall back because you haven't quite got your sea, your land legs yet, yeah. right? Yeah. And that that was where the resilience, the discipline, the practice comes in. And remember, you can work through joy or you can work through pain. <laughs> your choice. <laughs> and you're you're look, you're absolutely right. I mean, I went back to play after being away from the sport for like, I don't know, 30 years or more, 40 yeah. years maybe. Um, and I'm playing now. But you know, you said it. The difference between the games that I won and the games that I lost last night had nothing to do with my skill. It had to do with my belief. Yeah. It had to do with the fact. And I can remember this like it was yesterday and we're in double deuce. I know I can win. And I had a thought that says he's got a tricky serve. And the minute that happened, I'm telling you, you have two <laughs> points to win the game and you just blew one of them. Yep. Because, and what happens? But you see, I made myself aware. Now, I lost that game. It was a great game. But when I played again that night, I remembered that. See, isn't that wisdom? That is wisdom. And the thing is, you know, the... The context is ta is a table tennis game, but the more important thing that happened was that awareness, that lesson, realising, spotting the effect of just one simple thought drifting across your mind that you paid attention to. And somewhere along the line it, it triggered enough that you just lost your yeah. edge. So forget about the table. The table tennis was just doesn't content. matter. Yeah, yeah. You know, it could be baking a cake. It could we we like ballroom dancing. And honestly, you, you just one thought, the same sort of thing. Oh, right. Turn or you lose your balance and you don't quite turn correct. So it doesn't matter what it is. That's all context, and that's the game. That's the fun of it, really. That you can realize it in a table tennis game, and someone else can realize it doing nuclear physics. Right? Doesn't matter on that level, but the important thing is you spotted that, right, and that's because you want to get better, you want to win, you have a goal, so we need to have these good goals because then it smokes out where the limitations are and you spotted that one little idea. Just well, that one thought. <laughs> they're, they're drifting across our minds and our hearts all the time. Mm. Do we spot them? So we need to be aware. That's where being awake, aware, calm, steady, spot them. You don't need to get into a whole narrative about them. Just spot them and let them go and come back to your center, your point of empowerment. Yeah. The next show we're going to do, we need to talk about the stories we tell ourselves <laughs> because that's really the next part of it. Look, this has been awesome. Sarah, one more time. How do we find out more about you? And I always look forward to how we close the show. It's so beautiful. But before we do that, please tell folks again how they can find out more about you. Go to my website, damayanti.store. That's damayanti.store, D-A-M-A-Y-A-N-T-I.store, damayanti.store. And there's my show archive. There's links to get my book, and it's in ebook, audio, and uh, physical book. Uh, there's a blog, an extensive blog there, and, of course, a, a store with beautiful jewellery and more coming. So go and sign up for my newsletter. Go to my website, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll find out about this new beautiful jewellery I'm so excited mm -hmm. about, which are energetic reminders of your magnificent true nature and empowerment. 
keep you in the light, move from darkness to light. Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya. So, uh, and I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and my shows are on YouTube as well. So, lots Thank of places. You. Now, the prayer to end the okay. show. <laughs> this is your favorite prayer, Dr. Pat. Oh my gosh. Okay. And I always, this is yours. Thank you. This is the very, very ancient, beautiful Gayatri mantra body of all, mind of all, spirit of all. May we meditate on the radiance of the inner light. May that self illuminate our thoughts. Peace, peace, peace. Om Bhuva Suaha Tatsavitur Varanyam Bhargo Devasya Dhimahi Dhyoyona Prachodayat Om Shanti 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 Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you for touching our hearts. Thank you for enlightening and engaging our minds. And most important, thank you for reminding us that darkness does not have to be our life. It can be transformed to light. That's such a beautiful message. Thank you for all that you're doing. I can't wait to see the jewelry. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Uh, Pat. God bless. Sarah Bain, everybody. Uh, <laughs> if you have not gotten her book, her book's amazing, but all the shows she's done, the blogs she's done, these are wisdom moments. These are the writings, the teachings she has done for the times we live in. They are the solution to so much of how heavy and dark we feel. And as we've said during this show, it doesn't take much to turn that switch on. We'll see you next time.